Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome back for recess. Welcome back. Please settle down. Please settle down. You there. You settle down. Settle down. You are, we need to recall this podcast, which of course is Deadly Cast, a podcast about sci-fi's Deadly Class. I'm Alex. I, I'm Justin. <laughs> I'm one of the headmasters, and oh, you can be as loud as you want, because I can't help. This is, I'm, this is a whisper to me. We're going to talk about the Deadly Class. <laughs> I'm Justin. I am Pete. And I forgot to mention that I'm also a headmaster. But there you go. Now <laughs> you know what's going on. I'll stop talking about And like Pete's that. our student. Yes, he is. Pete, uh, how much are you learning, do you think? Uh, <laughs> so much from you guys. Excellent. I've We're going to be talking so about much. the second episode of Deadly Class titled Noise, Noise, Noise. Here's how this is going to work because you've never listened to podcasts before. We're going to give you a recap about the previous episode of the show. And then uh, we're going to kind of talk through the briefly the plot of this episode and then talk about some of our favorite parts, maybe get a little more in-depth about some things than others. But let's jump into it. Marcus, regular kid, just murdered 16 people in an orphanage. He's homeless, living on the streets. When he is recruited to a evil assassin school for children, uh, he kisses a girl named Saya, who lures him in with her delicate womanly wiles into oh. her web. What? What? No, that's cool. Keep going. Keep on going. Yeah, keep, in fact, say more of this. <laughs> keep taking that hole. Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, he ends up going to King's Dominion, this assassin school, which is run by a guy named Master Lin, played by Benedict Wong. And while he's there, he meets a bunch of different people. He uh, meets uh, his new best friend is Willie. It's Willie, right? Not Billy. I keep mixing yep. them up. Well, Willie, uh, Billy is the the dude who has the spiky hair. hair. Yeah. Billy and is Willie is the guy they went murdering together. Right. So uh, they get an assignment uh, pretty much almost immediately to go murder somebody who deserves it. Uh, Willie and Marcus go and kill a homeless man that Marcus knows has been killing other people, except Willie can't do it at all. Uh, and he's Marcus, a pacifist. He's a pacifist. Marcus ends up doing the entire thing. Uh, and they go back, as we find out this episode, gives Willie the credit for it. 
meanwhile, a couple of other characters. There's Maria, who seems to be a little sweet on Marcus, except mm. her boyfriend, not so sweet on Marcus. In no. fact, they're immediately clashing big Chico. time. Chico. Chico. There's a couple of other characters that we meet. We meet Lex, who's an English uh, punk rocker dude. What's who, his accent, though? I don't... Oh, yeah, it doesn't sound, doesn't sound very British. Like, yeah. I think we know what a good British accent is. Do you know what it is? Oh, I man. think it's a headmaster accent. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> uh, and there's a girl, a goth girl named Petra. Uh, beyond oh, that, there's Petra. a bunch of different types in the school. We meet a, a neo-Nazi, essentially, uh, cheerleading squad. Oh. Um, there's the Asian gangsters. There's basically any type you can think of is all in the school, as long mm. as it ties into assassins. Uh, and the last thing you should probably know is that Marcus wants to kill Ronald Reagan. Yep. That's uh, a big plot point. Big plot point. Uh, and by the end of the season, I think he's going to kill Ronald Reagan. History will be changed. Ooh. Here's the thing. Time kills all men eventually. I guess that's true. Though Ronald Reagan still uh, haunts the earth. Oh, uh, does he? I, want, I just wanted to say... If you catch him, you get three wishes. Yep. I, I was really impressed with the music throughout this whole episode. It was really uh, well done and impressive. I think this uh, series as a whole, the music is excellent. I yeah. agree. Sex! <laughs> Sex! That's one of the songs of this episode. Oh, oh yeah, okay. sure. Cool, cool. Well, no, I thought you were doing your usual request. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so it kind of starts with the, uh, the old uh, walking through the hallways. Hey, sometimes, you know, you just got to walk into a bar and you'd be like, sex! Yeah. <laughs> See what happens. See what happens. That's my tip voice from Daddy Alex. Daddy Alex. What's going on? Daddy Alex's hot sex tips. I think you're having a hot flash, Alex. I'm going through menopause. So what's great is we get to see the... School, you know, we get fun kind of little like people in the hallway seeing Henry Rollins dragging well, wait, wait, wait. So remember, here. you're going for a regular rundown of a podcast. What we do on this podcast is we generally talk about the plot of the episode yeah. rather than running through every single thing. Yeah, uh, let's not get crazy. Uh, yeah, this is why you're the student and we're the masters here. Oh, okay, <laughs> Yeah, we're the sensible ones. Yeah, that's right, never... Well, somebody start fucking talking then instead of just I'm doing in, stupid I'm bits. I'm enjoying Justin's uh, <laughs> bit. I'm, I'm, it's funny. It's not a bit. This is a, a real person inside me. All right, so here's the general gist of what you need to know for this episode. Uh, mainly, it revolves around a house party that the new character, Shabham, I yep. think, yep. Uh, is throwing. He's running for class president, and essentially, the loser squad tricks him into throwing a house party. The rats. The rats uh, trick him into throwing a house party. And everybody goes there and proceeds to destroy his house. That's where most of the stuff goes down. So before that happens, except for Maria and Chico, who head out on sort of a deadly day. Ooh, deadly sucks. And (laughs) while, but before that, uh, they're all in class together. Willie is bragging about killing the guy, which Marcus is getting pretty annoyed about. Uh, Master Lin sends everybody else into a death trap, which Marcus is able to get everybody out of, uh, both through killer monks, monks, and also figuring out the key to some clues about poison. By the end of the episode, Master Lin has realized that Marcus was actually the guy that killed the homeless man. Uh, He it seems like he kind of knew it all along. He takes him to the homeless man's funeral. Marcus goes up in front of the homeless man's daughter is like, hey, I don't care what this guy was like before. He was an asshole who murdered people. She spits in his face. Master Lin says he's proud of him, gives him a better dorm room. And we find out at the very end of the episode that uh, Marcus was actually not the person who killed 16 people in the orphanage. It was this other dude. The goat fucker. Goat the, fucker. The, the burn face goat fucker. Burn face goat fucker uh, who uh, beats up a cop and reveals he's coming for Marcus. And that's where we get left off. 
the BFGF. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what they call him on the show. <laughs> yeah. I actually forget what they call him in the comic books. For some reason, I thought it was pig fucker, but I guess that's a step too far. Instead, you got to fuck yeah, some that, goats. That's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Goats? This isn't the USA Network. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, Target. You ever see down. Suits? Ugh. Oh. So I got a question. Was it just me, or was there a big difference between, like, the first episode, it seemed like these kids were way more advanced than Marcus. You know, and killing. And killing and in knowledge and how to get in and out of dangerous situations where Marcus really felt like the noob. Where in this one, the roles have really switched. Like all of a sudden, they're in a cage thing and nobody can think straight. And Marcus is the only one to think, pick the lock. Uh, and then, yeah, and even when they get on to the next thing, like everybody doesn't know what to do and Marcus is the only guy. I was really... Uh, surprised by the huge swing in status just between episode one and episode two. Well, I think there's a couple of things going on there. First of all, I took it that they're poisoned. So that's a pretty fucked up situation. Yeah. They don't know exactly what to do. Everybody's panicking. And Marcus may have a higher constitution for poison since he, like, ate trash for a long time. <laughs> right. So, like, he... Oh, that, in, in his defense, that Whopper was brand new that was in the trash. It looked very untouched. Well, but... Uh, what are you, are you saying... But maybe you're eating trash? No. Did you eat a Whopper from the trash? Because I threw my Whopper away on like 20 minutes ago. And I poisoned you 10 minutes ago. Oh, wow. And you seem fine. This is going to be fun. A lot of plot points there for our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the point of that scene, I kind of get what you're saying, but the point of the scene and the point of it is that everybody has their own specific skills. Like right. each group has their own thing going on. And we don't know or we're not supposed to know what makes Marcus worth it. Like, I think that's what this episode is. Yeah. He got into the school, and now he needs to prove himself. And he proves himself because he does have street smarts, which yeah. the rest of them do not. Picking a yeah. lock. I mean, uh, also, I mean, the well, I love this sequence. Like, of course, the murder school has jail gates that drop, and they have to, like, of course. Uh, get out. And there's I mean, a little puzzle. It was very sort of like the fucked up Harry Potter yeah. situation, which I, I think is sort of what the series is. Uh, but this is a good example of that. Well, we talked about this the last episode a little bit, but in the comics, they stay in the school a little bit, but they mostly get immediately away from the school. And even with the house party, though, I think this, once again, this episode did a much better job of drilling down on the school and how it works and setting up the rules of it. I love seeing them in these fucked up Harry Potter-esque classes. Yeah, instead Um, of a sorting hat, they have a sorting hatchet. Ooh, Ooh. Did you just think of that? I did just think of that. That's great. <laughs> Gryffindor! Yeah. But he's chopping you. Exactly. Yeah. And you uh, miss. What, what else did you guys like in this episode? What I, jumped out at you? Uh, I liked the nunchucks in the hallway. I thought that was fun. Is that uh, a, from the Random Ninjas? No, it's just they were showing in the beginning of the episode, uh, just walking up and down the hallway, and someone was just casually spinning nunchucks. Well, I know like, nunchucks were recently made legal in New York City. Oh, my God. I can bring my nunchucks to the carnival club? Absolutely. Oh. I think I'm so happy the law has been stopping you for so long. Yeah. And now I fear for um, all of our uh, ball sacks, basically, <laughs> because I know those are going straight into somebody's uh, nuts. Yeah. Well, if you want, as as P, acting up. next fall we can go to Nunchuck Day at Shea Stadium. <laughs> Give yeah. away free nunchucks Horrifying. to everybody. It's the worst. Yeah. Uh, I, li- I actually like that sequence a lot, particularly because of how stylized it was. Like, there's a lot of different style choices on this show in general. Yeah. But for the most part, most of the episode, it's 
I mean, I'm just going to say straightforward drama, but like straightforward in the sense in the world of the show. Mm-hmm. But at the top of the episode, Marcus is walking down the hallway, once again, checking in with all the groups and all the main characters. And it's neat. There's this shot of the evil cheerleading squad mm-hmm. dancing, facing out of the door in slow motion, uh, all doing their cheers simultaneously. It's very alarming and very upsetting and just not clearly how the school works. It's almost in Marcus's head, but I like that sequence quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. Uh, to make another comparison, it's like all the John Hughes movies mm-hmm. uh, combine into one, but uh, in hell or something. Like yeah, where seven a, minutes in hell instead of seven minutes in heaven. Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, Henry Rollins as the poison teacher, he yeah. is like surprisingly nihilistic even for a murder school mm-hmm. <laughs> teacher. He's like... Yeah, someone just casually mentions like... Yeah, he wants to build a pre- uh, kill the president. He's just like, <laughs> seeks him out like, so uh, you seriously yeah. going to do that, man? Cool, man. Cool. Yeah. You know, a lot of people talk, but nobody really tries to yeah, do it. Yeah, he doesn't buy it. Yeah. Uh, how about the comic book love? Yeah, uh, Love and Rockets. Love and Rockets gets a shout out here. Yeah. Uh, both. So first two episodes, a lot of comic book love. You had to love the uh, librarian scene, huh? When she was like, dicks, dicks, dicks. Dicks what? on the brain. Why would I like that? Because you like weird sexual stuff. Sucks. I wish, no, there, I yeah, I wish there was a way we could prove that, but that's basically all you've talked about. <laughs> uh, no, but I did like the Love and Rockets shout out. I think that's very much Rick Remender shining through here, trying to give. Uh, comic books that he read as a kid a shout out as much as possible in every episode it'll be fun to see if that does in fact keep up every episode or there's a different reference um, yeah. what would you want to see what would you want to see them with the next comic well I liked in the first one there were some pretty deep uh, X-Men references mm-hmm. yeah I feel like a lot of pop culture references comic books that they think are cool that are cool like Love and Rockets uh, so I would I like the sort of I want to hear more trashy comic book references just like uh, straight up 90s superhero. Like I want like a New Mutants, uh, Rob Liefeld oh, New wow. Mutants reference. Yeah, but it's uh, the 80s, right? Yeah, or it's that, the right. 80s. It's, it is the yeah. 80s, so I guess there's... Yeah, they could be like, oh man, there's this guy who's not going to draw feet in five years. <laughs> It'd be crazy to call it. Well, I will say, both of the references, the Love and Rockets and the Dark Phoenix saga discussion, they seem authentic because they really are. Like, I think a lot of shows are like, hey, nerds, check this out. We're going to mention this comic book, but it's always like Superman or something like that. This show does seem to really get it, and it seems real to the world. Oh, I I was just going to go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, it's fine. Go ahead. Please. Uh, <laughs> all I was going to say is also their comic book uh, bonifies the cast Brian Posehn in this episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. In a guest role as a stoner. Huge stretch. Yeah. Uh, Grab, they have big all, gravity uh, bond I wanted to ask yeah, you guys about gravity. this because I don't necessarily partake of the marijuana. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. They have this whole discussion about whether it's a water bong or a gravity bong. Yeah. It's um, a gravity bong. It's a gravity There's no bong. question about so it. So Marcus was correct yeah, about this? Was, yeah. Was totally Brian right. Posehn was wrong? Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. A water bong is just a bong. Yeah. And it's the... I used to trust that guy. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Sorry, man. Yeah. It's cool. But it's funny because it's like, uh, you know, like Gravity Bong. Like that was... I I learned about it in college and it was a similar discussion thing where it was like, oh man, what what is this? Why do you call it a Gravity Bong? What a damaging piece of technology for any like college freshman (laughs) or sophomore to be like, yeah, it's easy. You just uh, put your mouth on this and then you almost die. (laughs) Is that what happens? Well, Well, it's... pushes smoke into your lungs and you at a faster rate than you normally would. So both you don't expect the physical like, whoa. And then also you're so fucked up right afterwards because it's way more smoke than you would ever normally get. So it's not to, uh, 
We should get you going on. <laughs> yeah, we should yeah. get you. Do you going. want a next episode? <laughs> yeah, yeah. we'll do get... a gravity bog. Yeah. yeah, on on the podcast. I would before? say you would do a gravity bog. <laughs> yeah, eat, <laughs> chow down. Yeah, it would, uh, it we'll would walk be you through. Fun to get Zalvin high. It would be fun to see where his mind goes. Yeah, it could be real dangerous. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you guys weird. the one time that I actually uh, got high on marijuana. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep saying it <laughs> like you're tape recording this to get us arrested. Yeah. Like a, a narc or an undercover Well, I'll tell you, but do you guys want to buy any of my yeah. <laughs> marijuana? Any of your weed from how yeah, many years I, ago? I don't, 20 years ago? Uh, I would never <laughs> buy weed off of you. So wait, so finish your story. The, oh, no, the no, one no, time you got high. 20 years ago. Uh, I ended up talking to everybody about work and work strategies to the point where they're like, shut up. Oh my Stop God. talking to me. What a perfect answer. Wait, you got a high at work? At a work party. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Mr. High Times over here. Yeah, yeah. right. Listen, I take the jobs where they come. I also know? was going to say before we went on this crazy weed tan- uh, tangent. <laughs> weed tangent. Uh, the, f- <laughs> the fact that uh, the attention to detail is really fun. Like the fact that, uh, you know, we had uh, Billy going off about uh, the Quaker Oats guy and yeah. how like that was something in the kitchen. Cool. And then when the cops show up, you get that shot of it rolling at the camera. Really, I love really that attention to detail and fun stuff of like paying Rewarding people who are paying attention to what's going on. I feel like that's Rick Remender because he, it's such a visual. These references and callbacks are, are done very visually, and it's very comic booky. I think and as uh, a comic speaking book writer, of be- comic booky. Let's talk about the animated sequence because yes. this oh, episode had oh, another one. Uh, we get great. Willie's backstory, which is straight out of the comic books, as far as I remember. Uh, and basically, what happened was a bunch of gangbangers broke into their apartment. Willie took up his gun, uh, tried to shoot the guys, did kill them, but also accidentally killed his own dad and that's why he became a pacifist pretty heartbreaking oh, backstory horrifying. yeah awful yeah. have you ever got have you ever been through something similar either of you <laughs> are you <laughs> fucking serious no, no. You, you think this is the time to talk about stuff like that yeah i just told my marijuana story <laughs> oh, t- oh my god yeah tell us how uh, you know. truly what a tragedy that befell you <laughs> <laughs> you were lightly embarrassed at work i guess uh, uh not at work it was an after work party oh cool wow I do you have any is, traumas that have scarred you for life and uh, <laughs> that you want to talk about on this podcast when did i make a fool of myself at work no oh, almost constantly <laughs> um the uh, moving on from that, um, I <laughs> we have a, a some the relationship stuff in the episode was fun, uh, yeah. Because the this is a classic like it's a house party stuff's gonna happen. There's seven minutes in heaven. They're spin the bottle. I Mar- really like Marcus and is it Saya? Saya. 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 I like Marcus and Saya a lot. I hope that happens. Uh, I, I don't know. Well, it's hard sneaky. to tell what her motivations are. Yeah. I yeah. think whether. Again, this is well, she from, seemed like in Seven Minutes of Heaven, she was kind of leaning in. She was going for it a little bit. Yeah, my the thing. Maybe this is like I don't think they're going to be going in exactly in the same direction as the book. In the book, Saya seems much less interested in Marcus, yeah. Yeah. but on the show, she does seem to be kind of splitting the difference. She does seem a little conflicted. Also, I really like the moment where Maria and Saya were talking, and they both were like, "I've kissed Marcus." I I like that just to see them both be friends because that's not 
something that I expected off of the mm-hmm. first episode. And I like seeing that friendship. I also like that we're not playing up. Oh, we both kissed Marcus. So we're both jealous of each other or yeah. anything like that. I mean, when you're a, an assassin in an assassin school who you may die at any day, I feel like you got to be cool about the makeouts. Yeah, I guess so. I guess. Uh, plus, I carries a sword to a house party, which. Yeah, uh, smart. Yeah. Oh, man. I wish I could walk around like really that. Really slicing up a dildo. Um, you got to do it sometimes. So there's the whole Shabnam thing that's going on. Uh, he has a, I don't know, very darkly funny moment where uh, the neo-Nazi girl, uh, is it Lex that asks him? She, he's like, yeah. hey, how, how much? much? She said $20,000. She says $20,000. He looks upset, disappears for most of the episode, and comes back with $20,000. He's like, I got it. I'm yeah. ready. And then proceeds to be beaten with a dildo by Lex. It's his mom's enormous dildo. And Saya chops it in half. Um, that was he, a He's lot. got some explaining to do when yeah. his parents oh, come boy. home. I mean, there is shit on the wall. Let me ask you, did you guys growing up ever throw a party that, uh, like the, what I called, uh, Alex, you're going to really like this question. Um, uh, it's like a Theo Huxtable party where mm-hmm. you trash your house and then get caught. Yeah. You yeah. did. Oh yeah. What happened? Uh, cops called. It was, uh, Oh wow. You had the textbook. Yeah. Yeah. It was, that's it. Crazy. I got in a lot of trouble. Nice. Yeah. Who'd you... Uh... But the next time I did it, I was a lot smarter. Yeah, that's, that's what grown-ups all about. What was smarter? I assigned parking. Uh, I made sure none of the lights were on in the front of the house, so it wasn't such a big, like, attraction point, you know? Smart. If you were walking by, you couldn't really tell, you know, there was a party going on. Alex? Uh, yeah, I, I, had a, I had a little bit of a rager. Uh, so my parents were out of town. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents had a whole liquor cabinet completely full. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I know people like to drink liquor. So I took all the liquor out and I put it on the counter. And then I invited all my friends over. And they all kind of hung out for a couple of hours. And we played some board games and nobody drank anything. And then they left. <laughs> <laughs> How old were you? I don't know, mad. like 17 or something. <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, it's the perfect na- crime <laughs> or non-crime, as it were. <laughs> wow. We might have watched a movie. I don't remember. Wow. Almost convicted of underage bottle moving. <laughs> what How about, about you? you, JT Sis? Yeah, I did. Uh, I got caught because some people at the party ran to the neighbor's uh, well, I lived in the country, so the neighbors was like a ways away. And mm-hmm. I was like, why did you walk all the way over there? And they smashed their lawn ornaments. Oh. <laughs> so the neighbors were like very mad. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I got caught. Oh, mm-hmm. man. What happened to you? What was your punishment? Uh, I had to drink all the liquor in the house. <laughs> and I'm Jeez. still loving it. <laughs> I, had to, uh, I, <laughs> I had to clean my house with a toothbrush. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Wait, really? My Again, mom was so pissed. Punishment. For real? Your entire house? She was like, you have to clean everything. I was like, all right. And then she was like, with this, and handed me a tooth. Was it was a gigantic it? novelty toothbrush? No, it was uh, not. No. That, that would be fun. Yeah. With this! She was not feeling it. No. No. I also really liked, in this episode, the subplot of Lex and Petra. And uh, he just gets done dirty, ice cold. Uh, he says he loves her, and she instantly runs off. Runs away, yeah. yeah Victor? Victor. Victor. Man, not a horrible cool. choice. But he was the only guy walking by, apparently. Well, also, he didn't have a shirt on. He was, like, putting out the vibe. Yeah, yeah. he's but hot. He, <laughs> Is that the vibe? Yeah. Walking around without your shirt on? I mean, that's a textbook example of the vibe. Sure, I guess so. Uh, because then you just have to take the pants off. Yes. And then uh, Victor goes free balling around the house. So that's that, pretty yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, 
I got to tell you, the one line that rang false to me the entire episode was Victor coming out, standing naked in the middle of the front party and be like, they're old KGB saying you either dildo or cut up dildo or whatever the thing was. Yeah. And I was like, all right, Yakov's smeared off. We get it. That's, yeah. that's fine. Mm-hmm. But it, it felt like I'm on board with Victor as a character. That was the one time where I was like. I don't think he really has a Russian accent. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. When he was doing a Russian accent. I, I, yes. I also really liked how when Marcus was in trouble in front of the cops, uh, that uh, Willie came to his rescue. Yeah. They, they're buds. Yeah. No. I love the flashbacks also. Again, this is another thing right out of the comics, but that dude, that homeless dude, looks like a Wes Craig drawing yep. come to life. And the way they have him screaming, there's this very specific way that Wes Craig draws angry or crazy mouths Hmm. and you can kind of see that in the animated sequences and the homeless man just popping out of everywhere nowhere and torturing marcus's psyche felt like one of those drawings come to life i thought it was really well done the way it was shot yeah yeah i agree i think they do a lot of uh they bring that style over into this series really well i got a little worried with the i see dead people but i think they handled it really well Yeah. yeah uh i don't know if it's a reference to that no, but I mean, he was, after he killed that guy, was seeing him everywhere. So it was, you know, he did see a dead person. Anything else you guys want to call out from the episode? You want to talk about Chico and Maria real fast? Oh, sure. Because yeah, uh, that was a, it was weird. It was like the side, deep side plot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, uh, I don't know what the point of it was. Well, it, it was a nice moment at the end. It where was to reveal a, that Chico knows she's plotting against him. Yeah, but I, th- I feel like we knew that, he knew that at the end of the last episode. Um, and I, I liked where it got, where he like kisses her and threatens her at the same time. Mm-hmm. I thought that was like, Yo, really you like fucked that? Up. You I like thought that? it was really fucked up and like... That's the kind of stuff you're into? Yeah, yeah. It's the kiss of death. Watch out for mine. Uh, but a lot of it, I was like, this is a weird date and also murder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I it, to me it felt a little repetitive of what we got the last episode. I don't yeah. think to your point that we learned anything new about Brian Chico necessarily. Um, we learned that Chico is working for his dad, which certainly seems like it's going to become important later. Um, we already knew that Maria was frightened of him. We already knew that he was violent. Um, the weirdness to me was that they're allowed to just go outside of the school all the time and kind of do whatever they want. Yeah. Yeah. Which Especially is if the cops show up at a party and they all get busted. It's like, where do you guys go to school? Oh, we go to that murder school. Right. Yeah. Secret murder school under yeah. the restaurant or butcher or whatever it is. Are you guys, were you guys at that party that Alex Alvin was throwing? <laughs> <laughs> all right. You would have had a nice time. I you, love. You would have had a nice board, time. Yeah. yeah. A good bar, board game party. I would have tipped one back. <laughs> um, what cocktails were do were you offering? Uh, no, no, just kind of left the liquor. You just out left of, it just out, left, just left almost it like out. a dare. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and anytime someone would go near, you'd be like, "Um, I have." Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, you're more than welcome to if you want. Yeah, uh, but it's just that you know, it's your turn for Twister. <laughs> Sex. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I got to say, um, I'm liking the show more and more with each episode. Yeah, I like the show a lot. What do we think about Burnface? Uh, Burnface Goldfucker? You mean Goldfucker? BFGF. BFGF? Uh, I don't think he means anything good. I do like him working in because 
it gives the show a very specific external villain to deal with, which is nice. Yeah. Like Master Lin clearly has some danger to him, but he in this episode has become more of a father figure for Marcus. Um, clearly the school is dangerous in and of itself, but to have somebody on the outside who is gunning for Marcus, who is going to wreck things and make them horrible. Uh, I think that's good. It's I good also, for the long term of the show. Yeah. I also really like how Henry Rollins had that kind of small line where he was saying like, you know, this, you are what the school is about, you know? So it kind of gives it like, this wasn't just an assassin school for assassin school's sake, you know, like there's more to it. There's, you know, these teachers believe in what is being taught. So it was kind of an interesting thing. Yeah. I think Henry Rollins is a cool uh, teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Henry Rollins is a cool guy. And I think we're breaking that here on this podcast first before anybody else. Yeah. All right, guys, before we wrap up, let's do superlatives for this episode. Superlatives. Uh, Pete, do you want to start off with one? What, what's your superlative for this episode? Uh, I'll pass. Give me a moment to think about it. Great. Okay, Justin. Uh, let's see. Um, I would say uh, most likely to... Um, uh, well, uh, what's the guy's name who threw the part? Whose party was it? Shabham. Uh, Shabham. 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 Shab. We can call him Shab. 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 That's good. Yeah. Shab. Um, he's most likely to uh, to have a lot of money laying around because mm-hmm. it took him a while, but he found that money. 20000 huh. 20K for a, uh, an arbitrary price for... Sucks. I'm going to say Lex is most likely to smack you with a dildo. I think that's mm-hmm. pretty fair based on mm-hmm. this episode, right? Yeah, he uh, he did that. Yeah, he did that. So that's a superlative. What about you, Pete? Uh, most likely to bring a sword to a party. Saya. <laughs> you forgot her name for a second, right? I just didn't want to mispronounce it. Yeah, you wanted to say Sia? Yeah. See ya. <laughs> Speaking of which, we're going to see you next time on <laughs> Deadly Cast. If you'd like to support us, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at the People's Improv Theater Loft in New York. Come on by. We'll chat about Deadly Class or whatever you want to chat about. Pete, what do you want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show. Friend us on Twitter at uh, Comic Book Live. Check us out at comicbookclublive.com. We also have a Deadly Class Twitter account at Cast Deadly that you can check out and that'll have our podcast and hopefully some more stuff coming up and we'll see you next week with your homework assignments or stay after class one student sucks Pete <laughs>